podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to SWC College Football. My name is Matt. We cover the nine teams that make up the now defunct Southwest Conference. Today we'll be previewing the Big Ten and talking a little bit about Big 12 Media Days. But first, you can find the podcast on most podcast apps like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like the podcast, consider subscribing or following. And if you do, please leave a review if you are so inclined. Uh, we will give you a shout-out on future episodes. And also, remember to please follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at Matt D. Workman, And you can follow the podcast at SWCCFB. So yeah, Big 12 Media Day started today, and it was the first half of the Big 12 teams. With uh, Oklahoma, Iowa State, TCU, Kansas State, and West Virginia all making their way to the podium and answering questions today. Um, also, Bob Bowlesby, the commissioner of the Big 12, gave his state of the conference press conference. And the most newsworthy thing that I can think of was that he talked about how it was a – they're still – looking for protocols for COVID going into this season um, and weren't real sure what that was going to look like. Um, so, but I will say the players, he did, he did say the players will be tested. Um, if you are vaccinated, you will not be tested. I think is basically what he was getting at. Um, yeah, he said anyone vaccinated is, uh, is taking anyone not vaccinated. He said it's taking unwarranted risk, and then he talked about all the accolades from Big Twelve sports in the past year. Um, mentioned how the thirty-four point five million dollar payout for for Big Twelve schools was about four and a half million dollars less than they expected. And that's just with the um, going into this year from the COVID year where they had lost revenue. Um, and he did, he also mentioned if players aren't vaccinated, they'll go through testing protocols. However, it did make it sound like if they were vaccinated, that they won't be going through protocols. So, and then I did hear where they said that if um, it's been reported that if they are any games that can't be played due to any kind of health reasons or if a team can't field full team, that those games will not be canceled. They will not be postponed. They will go down as a forfeit. And that's different than what they did last year where they postponed moved around games because everyone's kind of dealing with it. So, um, so yeah. Um, Gary Patterson talked first, I believe. He um, talked that he praised his staff about how the chemistry the best it has in a long time. Um, Matt Campbell talked about optimism going into this year, uh, especially considering that he they don't have a lot of or they especially considering they do have a lot of seniors returning this year from last year's team that went to the Big Twelve Championship game. Uh, Chris Kleiman was Excited about the players that they were getting back, their seniors that they were returning, um, including the super seniors that are coming back. <clears throat> Neil Brown, whenever he was up there, mostly talked about how they need to get better, certain aspects to improve as a team, how they need to get better at the quarterback position, is what he mentioned specifically, being explosive at the 
at that position, especially as it comes to getting the ball downfield to the receivers. And anyone who watched West Virginia last year can attest to that fact. And then finally, you had Lincoln Riley, who has every reason to be confident going into his going into this year. They uh, return a whole bunch of talent. They have a second year, a second year quarterback who everyone is projecting to be, if not the best quarterback in the country, but definitely going to be in best in the Big Twelve. And then um, projected some people projecting to be number one overall pick. I think it's a little early right now in July to make that assumption, but the draft Twitter and draft gurus are definitely going that route. Um, t- tomorrow will be day two of Big 12 Media Days, where they're going to have Baylor, Texas, Texas Tech, um, Oklahoma State, and Kansas to finish out the Big 12 Media Media Days. And then we'll talk more about those on our Monday show when we'll actually be previewing the Big 12. And then I think next week you have SEC Media Days. So we'll kind of just move on down the road with uh, any kind of news and notes that come out of the media days as they get rolled out this month, heading into fall camps next month, which is halfway through July. So, I mean, before you know it, we'll be talking about what's going on in fall camps for all of our teams and doing going through our team previews. Um, but the real subject of today's podcast is going to be the preview of the Big Ten. And we'll start off with just giving like an overview of the Big Ten basically from like a 30,000 foot view. And it's a lot like the ACC and you, where you have a clear top tier, one team that's clearly better than everyone else. Then you have some good, a tier of good teams underneath him, underneath that team. And then a lot of question marks until you get to the bottom of the list. And then, of course, with the Big Ten, you're talking about Ohio State. Ohio State's clearly the best team. Now, granted, they did lose their quarterback. They did lose a lot of talent, and they are replacing a lot. But like Clemson or like Alabama, they just kind of load up with more five-stars. Justin Fields is used to replace with another five-star quarterback, most likely C.J. Stroud. We really don't know yet who that quarterback's going to be for the Buckeyes. But like those other teams I mentioned, they're just going to load up on more five-star talent, more four-star talent, high four-stars, five-stars. That's just what they do. So, in the we'll start with the East. In the East, you have Indiana, Maryland, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State, and Rutgers. Um, at the bottom of that, you're going to have Maryland and Rutgers. And while I am picking Rutgers to be out or be the bottom of the the East, I think they're going to be improved, um, and they're gonna, they're going to be flirting with with bowl eligibility this year, and. Next on the list, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Maryland. They're another team. They're gonna be right there at bowl eligibility at that five and seven, six and six range. Um, followed them up by Indiana, Michigan, or followed by Michigan State, Indiana, Penn State, Michigan, and finally at the top of the East is going to be Ohio State. In the West. It's kind of the same story. We have a clear, I think you have a clear um, top team in the West and then some good teams and a bad team, really bad team. I think at the bottom of the West, you're going to have Illinois, 
and then there's a huge gap of teams, a huge gap of space, I should say. Then you'll get to the next team, which I think, which is Nebraska, followed by Minnesota and Purdue, Purdue and Minnesota, followed by Iowa, Northwestern, and then you get to Wisconsin, which leads me to my next topic, which I think who is going to be the best teams, championship contenders in the Big Ten. Now, the East, I think it's clearly Ohio State and Penn State. Those are the two teams that I think are going to battle for. And you could throw Michigan in here. I think Penn State's going to be better than Michigan. And here in a little bit, we'll go, I'm going to go over the over-unders and tell you what I think the record's going to be. But I think it's going to be Penn State and Michigan battling for that number two spot. I personally think Penn State's the team that's going to end up in that number two spot in the East. But clearly, Ohio State is going to come out of that conference as the clear top team in the conference. In the West, I think the same thing can be said. And the, the clearly the best team is going to be Wisconsin. The next best team is either is Northwestern or Iowa. Um, and you can maybe throw Minnesota in there, but they are – Clearly not as talented as Wisconsin, and I do believe they're going to come out of the West as the top team and face Ohio State in the championship game. And like everyone else, Ohio State is going to win that matchup and probably be headed to the college football playoff yet again. Now, that is just my assumption based on what I can see. I'm really throwing out last year because Penn State had a horrible season last year with COVID and everything. And I, But I just think they're a better team than that. And so I have them going to be in the number two team in the Big Ten East. And, you know, they, they can beat Ohio State. Ohio State does replace a lot of talent. Ohio State is replacing the quarterback. I think, like I said, they'll just load up. But they could lose a game. Like, I have them – well, let's just go into it. Okay, so let's go into over-unders. We'll start with Indiana. Indiana over-under is 7.5. I'm, I'm going with under. I have them going to 7-5. and five. And I love Indiana. Indiana can beat Ohio State when they play. I just think they'll be – they're a good team, but they're, they're not up to that level yet to competing for a, for a championship. Maryland, I think, is going to be better. Have them there um, over under six. I'm kind of picking um, push, and I have them going six and six, which is cheating, but it is what it is. So I think they'll be better. I think they'll be go to a bowl game. I have them going six and six. Michigan, over under, what, seven and a half. I go on the over. I, have them, I think they'll be better. I think they're going nine, nine and three. And this is one of those years where – Ohio State could be, have a weird year, could drop a couple games. Michigan could catch them at the right time, could have injuries. Different things can happen. I don't think they're going to beat Michigan, beat Ohio State this year. But uh, I do think they will be good enough to be 9-3. Uh, um, Michigan State, I think they're going to be a bad team. Their over-under is 4.5. I did go over, but just barely at 5-7. and seven. Ohio State, over, Ohio State win total is... 11, I went over with I had them going 12 and 0. Penn State's number um, win total was 9. I went over with them as well and had them going 10 and 2 this year. And 
Rutgers, like I said, I think we better. They they'll be flirting with bowl eligibility. They won't quite get there. Their their number is four. I had them going over at five and seven. In the West, the team I'm the lowest on, and I'm probably in the minority. I was Illinois. Their over under number was three and a half. Win total. Um, I had the, I went under with. One and eleven. I was eight and a half. I went under with eight and four with them. The Minnesota Gophers, their win total was seven. I went, I pushed with seven and five. Nebraska, I also pushed with Nebraska. Their number was six. I went push with that six and six. Northwestern number was six and a half. I went over. Had them going eight and four. Purdue was. Win total was five. I went over with six and six. And finally, Wisconsin, their number was nine and a half. And I went with the over and had them going 10 and two. So, basically, the best teams in the Big Ten are going to be Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Wisconsin, Northwestern, and Ottawa. And that's how I see it. These can change. You never know. The season's weird. This is just from looking at it from everything we know now going into 2021. Sitting here on July 14th, this is how I think it'll go. Um, I think, again, I think this is it's not a very compelling conference, in my opinion, just because I think it's clearly Ohio State's the best team. I think they will kind of coast through their conference and end up winning the championship game and going to the playoffs just like they do every year. I think that the West is definitely more competitive than the East um, with Wisconsin because Wisconsin and Northwestern, Wisconsin, Iowa, even Minnesota, any of those teams can – you'd have a weird season and any of those teams can, can – beat the other and end up in that Big Ten championship game. I just think it's it's kind of futile because you're going to go up against the juggernaut that is Ohio State. And they're right up there. Ohio State's in that same caliber, like I said earlier, of Alabama and Clemson to where they're just loaded up with five stars. So even no matter how much they lose, they're still going to be the most talented team on the field with the players that they're going to put in to replace the, the five stars. They got went to the NFL draft. They lost. They can put more five stars in there to be just as good as they were before. Now, looking forward to next week. As I said, we're going to start, continue our conference previews, and we're going to do that with, we're moving on to the Big 12. We'll talk to a guest who was at Big 12 Media Days. Uh, we were going to go over the second day and touch on the first day, of course, of someone who was there, boots on the ground, had a seat at the press conferences, talked to the players, talked to the coaches in person. So be very excited to talk to our guest. I'm not going to say it is. Um, I'm going to be a surprise for y'all. But we're definitely going to have a, a good time talking to someone who's at Big 12 Media Days, and we will discuss that and segue that into our preview of the 10 teams in the Big 12 Conference. And and then after that, 
just to give you a kind of look ahead to what's going on after we do our big 12 conference preview we're going to move on to the SEC no I'm sorry we're going to move on to the Pac-12 then the SEC and then we're going to move into our team previews of all the teams that we cover in the Southwestern Conference so with all that being said, I want to thank you for joining us. Um, remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Matt D. Workman. You can follow the podcast at SWCCFB, um, also on Twitter. And until next time, remember, just because the conference is defunct and no longer exists doesn't mean you can't have fun watching those games. See you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.